blowing with anxieties and expectations full of desire. I just want her so bad. Hello, 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 and welcome to a live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight, especially since we got the games going on, and so I'm just honored for those of you who have chosen Butterfly Evolution tonight, so thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to move pretty quickly um, into tonight's show, so before introducing our special guest, I want to just remind you of our housekeeping things and First of all, our chat line is open, so if you're listening or would prefer to listen online or or through the way of Internet, you can do that. Also, remember, you can submit your questions or comments there as well. You do need to be a registered follower of the show, and you can do that as you listen um, online with us. So you can also call in 818-691-7406. Again, 818-691-7406. You do have to select the number one in order to submit your questions or comments there as well. I um, want to remind you all, especially for our new listeners, we have what we call our trash can baby. That's um, our butterfly evolution thing. What we do is ask you, if you have not already, to move your trash can, a trash can that you uh, use often, move it from one location to another. And in doing so, we want you to monitor how often you return back to its old location. And in doing that, what we want you to recognize or or put some thought into how often does your mind send you back to people, places, things, regardless of if they work for you or not. But how often do we just go back to things because we have become, uh, we're used to it. We know, you know, our minds have just, They just keep up with what we do. So we have to remind ourselves to think differently. We just have to work to be different people to think differently. So in doing that, make it a game. Just monitor how often you return back. How long does it take for you to kind of get it, that I've moved my trash can? So that's just a way of, of, uh, again, just getting you to think about what even our mind keeps up with, even the smallest, most insignificant things. As you do that, hopefully you will focus more on your thoughts and where are your thoughts taking you, where are your thoughts leading you, because they are leading you somewhere, whether it's in your relationships, your life, they are leading you somewhere. So hopefully you have um, become accustomed to hearing, for those of you who listen quite often, that if we sow a thought, we reap actions, and we sow those actions, we reap habits. Those habits become our character, and our character leads us to our destiny. So, again, your thoughts are taking you somewhere. So, without further ado, I want to just, I'm, I'm excited about having Stefan on. I've listened to him a number of times doing other shows, and I just could not wait to um, get the opportunity to allow our listeners, our regular listeners, to hear uh, what he brings to the table about relationships. And tonight's show, as I posted out there, is not just about finding your Boaz. This is for men, women. This is for married couples, people who are just trying to, as as Stefan, I'm going to bring Stefan and let him tell you, but I love the fact that his mission is to make relationships happier and more fulfilling because I personally feel like there is probably nothing worse in the world than knowing somebody has to come home that you've committed to doing forever with and you don't like them. 
you just hate to hear that, that garage door go up or that door open. That's got to be a bad feeling. It is a bad feeling. So, Stefan, without, I don't want to hold you up. I want you to do what you do. So tell us who you are, what brought all this about, and just as much as you'd like for us to know about who you are, go ahead and tell us, the listeners, how they can reach out to you. We'll have you do that again at the closing, but people are kind of in and out, so I want you to just give it out now, and then we'll give it out as we continue through the show, but we don't want anyone to miss being able to connect with you. So, Stefan, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce yourself, and then we'll come back to the questions and comments. Floor is yours. All right. Well, thank you for having me, Tammy, and hello to all the listeners out there. My name is Stefan Labossier. I'm a certified life and relationship coach. been doing this for about six years, and um, as Tammy said, I'm all about trying to help people embrace or live happier, more fulfilling relationships and um, facilitate the healing process because that's probably the most important aspect in trying to achieve a better relationship. It all starts within you, and that's something that I want to help people um, with and and embrace more. Um, Outside of that, I have my first book, How to Get a Woman to Have Sex with You If You're Her Husband. And it is an award-winning book, um, something that really tries to close the communication gap between husbands and wives when it comes to this whole lack of sex issue that a lot more people are facing than we think. (laughs) So, um, And a lot of women don't feel like they should have to tell the man what they want, especially a man they've been married to for a few years. He should have a better idea, but he doesn't. And unfortunately, there's a lot of issues that stem from a lack of intimacy in the marriage, and those things need to be resolved. Um, then I moved on to write my second book, uh, Amazon bestseller, God, Where Is My Boaz, which is a woman's guide to helping her understand what is hindering her from receiving the love and relationship she deserves. And it's not just some, I hate to say it, but it's not just some preachy book. It's not just about just go pray. And, and that's a wonderful thing that you do pray, but there's more to it. There's work to be done, and you have to understand what's blocking your path from getting what you deserve. And the book outlines that and really makes it very easy and clear for a person or for a woman to understand what could be the holdup. And there will be one coming out for the men. So I I acknowledge that both men and women deal with these types of issues and um, are struggling with their own inner battles as far as achieving a better relationship. Oh, and as far as where you can find me real quick, um, you can find me on Twitter at Stefan Speaks, Facebook, Stefan Speaks Relationships, um, Instagram, Stefan Speaks. The book you can get at www.godwhereismyboaz.com. Boaz is B-O-A-Z for those who don't know. And on my site, StephanSpeaks.com, S-T-E-P-H-A-N, Speaks.com. Okay. And, Stefan, how long have you, have you been um, how long have you been speaking about relationships and things like that? I know you've been on a number of, uh, such as Tom Jordan and so forth, but tell us how long have you been at this? How long have you been working on this mission? I've been, I didn't really start pushing hard until about two years ago. You know, I, I had an advising company slash coaching business, like I said, for about six years, but I didn't really start putting myself out there and doing the blog and doing the speaking until about two years ago, roughly. Okay, okay. And was it something that you've always been interested in, or did something occur, or was this, you know, was this aha moment in your life that says there's a need for this, or have you always been interested in relationships and so forth? 
I've always been interested in relationships and psychology, but I never saw this coming. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I did not have a clue. You would have asked me if I'd have been doing this seven, eight years ago. I'd have been like, man, please, whatever. So, so was there an I, aha moment? Yeah, it was just getting closer to God, you know, taking time to myself, pulling away from all the things I used to do, and just focusing on my growth as a man, and, and that kind of helped me realize what my purpose was. I mean, when I think about it, there was always signs, even when I was younger. I mean, as a kid, people would open up to me and tell me deep, dark secrets and and all kinds of things. So, And not just that, I've always been told I should write a book. And, you know, just different little things here and there that when I think about it, it's like, okay, it, it makes sense that I'm here now. It really does make sense when I look at, back at everything. But as I was going along, you know, you get caught up in the world and doing different things, and I was all about, you know, trying to make money however best I could. But the reality is the reason why I kept bouncing around is because none of it was my purpose. You know, and even though I was good and I'm very – I have different skills and I could do lots of different things other than this, but none of that matters because it's not what I was built to do. This is what I'm here for, so I have to embrace it and just um, do what I can to make things better. And how long did it take for, from that moment, around about that time, for the book, for your first book and, and even the, the uh, God Wears My Boaz? How long did it take you to really see that and start moving um, into putting it into action? The book, um, from the moment that it was dropped in my mind or in my spirit, I want to say from that point, how long was it? I want to say it took me like eight, nine months to actually finally do it. To actually write it was just a couple months. Because, honestly, I have all this stuff in my head. Like, even now, if I I have a hard time sitting down and writing. Most people think I'm a writer. I'm really not a writer. I'm more of a speaker than anything. But I struggle to put it on paper sometimes, but everything's in my head. So when I finally do catch a groove and, and I start, you know, putting the book together, it doesn't take me that long because even with the God Wears My Boaz, that came because I had a meltdown in, in May. I was ready to quit being a relationship coach and all that. And I was like, man, forget this. There was so much bad things or unfortunate things happening in that month, and I just couldn't take it. But I just went to prayer. And when I prayed, that's when the God Wears My Boaz came to me because I had no intentions of writing this book. I had plans on different books coming out. And from that point, I, that happened in May. I probably started writing in July and knocked it out in August. Wow. Okay, good. And I, I wanted to, to ask that and get that out there because when you when you talk about getting closer to God and purpose, I feel, and I would like you to share on this as well, that we look for, men or, or, or women, like we look for so much uh, from other people when there's some things we really have to find within ourselves in order to even be able to give someone what they need in that relationship. So that's why I wanted to kind of figure out what about all this about, where you were at the time, because I think that speaks a volume um, as people work to try to find Boaz or their roots or whatever. Who are you as you're looking? Who You know, we're looking for Boaz, but am I a root? You know, if that's, mm-hmm. if that's what you want to call it. So I wanted to bring that out about finding your purpose um, and how important do you think uh, it is in relationships for women knowing who they are, loving themselves, uh, how important is that? Can you talk a little bit about that? 
uh, it's extremely important. I think it's probably the most overlooked thing in relationships. You you can't truly be where you belong if you don't know who you are. That's the bottom line to it. And there's a lot of people trying to force a relationship when they haven't discovered themselves, when they don't truly love themselves, when they haven't gotten to a place where they found their purpose in life, you know. And don't get me wrong, the purpose part sometimes takes long for some people because there's so much going on in life. But still, you, you don't want to force a relationship too soon because you, when you're acting on who you are today, if that isn't a complete version of who you're truly going to be, you're going to choose a mate based off your current logic. And then you'll end up with that person only to find years later you're like, who the hell did I marry? Why did I do this? Who am I? <laughs> you know, I'm looking in the mirror like, what happened to me? You know, and you got to get married to figure that out. That might happen just being boyfriend and girlfriend. So that's what happens when you keep focusing on what you want and you're basing it off of who you are today. That's why the focus has to be on what you need, and that helps to figure out what you need. It's easier when you know who you are. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that has to be embraced. That's a process that we have to go through if we truly want to get what's best for us in life. Do you find when people don't don't know who they are, for for instance, when we meet uh, when we meet people, and you don't know who you are, it's almost as if to me that the person you you will find yourself trying to be what you think this person wants, so that you could become their mate. And then, like you said, later you find you wake up one day and you. You you feel all this this void going on, and like you say, who the hell is this, and who am I, mm-hmm. and how did we get here? Are we married, and who are these kids? Sometimes you know, <laughs> running around. So are they ours? You know, it's kind of like you wake up. But do you find that when you're not in a in a state of knowing who you are, especially more so for women, because we are so different emotionally, and we go through so many things. But do you find that? Or do you think that, that most of us, when we don't really know who we are, women find themselves trying to be what that man, what they think that man wants just to get, to get where they want? Yeah, and, and that's one of the biggest, another big problem with dating and relationships is that everyone's trying to find the, the tips and tricks on how to get, to get the man or get the woman. And it's like, yeah, you might get them, but are you going to be happy with them? Are you, are you going to be happy with yourself when it's all said and done? No, you're probably not. And you can't get caught up in trying to, don't get me wrong, in relationships there's going to be a level of compromise. There's going to be some change that occurs. If you truly love someone, you have to get in tune with how they like to be loved. So you're going to make adjustments. But some people are flat out trying to be someone else in order to get this person, and they're completely not being true to themselves. And you have to do that. Even if you're going to make changes, you have to be able to embrace that change from within. If you're just doing it on the surface, it's going to be a problem because you're, you're putting on an act, and you can't put up an act forever. At some point, the mask will come off, and when it comes off, it's going to scare the hell out of your partner <laughs> and the hell out of you, you too. <laughs> so you I don't agree. need to be doing that. I agree. I agree. Um. What about, and this, this came from as I was listening to you talk on, a, on another show, you talked about, and I kind of want to start there. You ended on this show, one of, this, one of the shows that I heard, with this women mastering the mind. And I know from uh, that standpoint you were, you were talking about the sexual part of the relationship. But when I heard mm-hmm. that, you know, 
I it's so much more into that as well when you know, kinda of like the purpose and knowing who you who you are as well. But talk about both sides of that, the women women um mastering their mind first as it as it becomes um because I think it's so important. Many people are, are together now, and, and there's no intimacy. They're just living lives as kind of dumb, dummies or so forth. But talk about what you mean when you, when you say women mastering their mind. Well, the, the reality is that the brain is the most powerful sexual organ you have. You know, everything starts there. You can block a very um, pleasurable touch by the way you're thinking. You can also magnify a simple touch by the way you're thinking. It it all starts up there. So for women, a lot of them are struggling to experience orgasm or to experience sexual pleasure because there's so much going on in their mind. That is the key. That is where that's what you have to focus on first. And there's a lot of different things that play into that. The man has to be mindful of how he's contributing to the issues that might be uh, clouding her, her mind and not allowing her to focus in on the pleasure. She has to know how to remove those things when she is engaging in sex because you're not going to be able to enjoy yourself if you're worried about all the you know different issues or what's going on in the house or should you be sleeping with him? Is it too soon? What is he going to think about me? You got all these things running through your mind. How can you enjoy the sex? And my thing is, if, you, if you're, for those who are not married, if you got that much in your mind, you shouldn't be having sex in the first place. You know, you, you're obviously not that comfortable. You might be proclaiming it on the surface, but if you got that much running through your mind, you're not. And you're making it pointless. Right. You know, but many just I, do it because they feel they have to. Right. I love the example you gave on, on um, well, one of the scenarios that you used, and this was the couple that, that before marriage, uh, the, the woman was not unable, I guess, to to really get into this guy sexually. And mm-hmm. after marrying him, she was more comfortable, and it was it was it was the bomb, so to speak. And then mm-hmm. he cheated on her, and she had another phase of shutdown. It just shows to me how women, um, some women, not all women, when I when I hear you talk, you know, kind of refer women mastering their mind to that scenario. Many times we have to be. Some women have to feel very comfortable or safe with you, with the man, and we as women have a hard time doing that, especially if we have all this baggage, and most of us do, particularly if we've not worked to to figure those out. So can you go more into uh, the baggage part of of, of women uh, bringing their baggage into these relationships, even if they found Boaz? we would probably, we do run them away, I think, in some cases with all the stuff. So how important is it to get rid of that stuff or at least make it known to the person that you're with? It's very important because, again, if you haven't healed from the past and you're holding on to a lot of baggage, you're not likely going to be able to receive that love for you, that he has for you. You're not going to be able to properly give it or receive it. You're going to have walls up, and that blocks the flow of love. So you have to address that. And some people will say, oh, well, you find someone that's willing to let uh, help you unpack your bags. Yeah, but in, when they help you, what comes out of it might scare the hell out of them. So now you got a problem. You see, you, you can't wait for that. Don't get me wrong. Yes, have some people done it and succeeded? Absolutely. But that's not a recipe for success. That is not the, the suggested approach. You have to address these things beforehand so that they don't become an issue because, again, some people are saying, well, 
I'll let my wall down when I find someone who's good enough, when I find someone who's willing to be what I need him to be. If we're speaking about women, when that man shows me that I can respect and love him. But guess what? The most amazing man will come. And because you still have so much baggage, you know what you're going to say? Oh, he's too good to be true. Something got to be wrong with him. Oh, no, 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 this this can't be right. (laughs) You just start searching for things wrong because, again, you have not resolved the deeper issues. So you cannot think that some man can unpack those bags for you. You have to do that. All right? And, sure, if, if some things linger and he's willing to work through them with you, of course, that should happen and that's great. But some bags are a lot bigger than others and will be too much to bring into a relationship, and they just will not allow for a healthy relationship to occur. Do you feel that some, most women find it easier to deal with uh, the bad boy syndrome, so to speak, rather than um, a good man when, when, a, when a Boaz is, is front and center? Like you said, they, we often think it's too good to be true. Do you feel that most women are more attracted to or drawn to that bad boy syndrome out of fear and saying, okay, I know what I get out of this, basically? Absolutely. I think there's, okay, there's some situations where the woman is drawn to the bad boy um, because, one, women like masculine energy, same way men like feminine energy. That's just the bottom line. That's the way it works. So, excuse me, the bad boy who's showing a little more, or who tends to present more confidence and tends to present assertiveness, two traits that women are drawn to. That's one of the reasons, all right? But then, yes, there is almost a safer choice in the bad boy. When you've already been hurt and you're expecting bad from men, then it's easier to deal with the man who presents bad on the surface versus the man who's only showing good. Because the man who's showing good, you don't trust. You're like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't feel safe. You're nervous because, again, your lack of healing does not allow you to feel okay in that situation. Whereas with the guy who's clearly a douchebag, it's easy because you know he's a douchebag. You already know what to expect. There is no setting yourself up for disappointment. You already know he's going to disappoint you. It's like, okay, well, fine. It's almost safer emotionally for many women to deal with the guy who has less. Also, when you've been hurt, and you have not healed, the last thing you want to be is vulnerable. A woman or a man who, who has experienced too much will run from any sign of true vulnerability. Well, the person who's good, who's great, who's amazing, that person can make you feel vulnerable. The bad boy, douchebag, whatever, he don't make you feel vulnerable. Not, not to that degree. You know, so again, it's easier to deal with him emotionally. It's not easy to deal with that great guy emotionally. So yes, when there's a lack of healing, a lot of women will run from that amazing man who's completely ready and prepared to love them because they're not really truly in a position to receive or give the love. Mm. And, okay, does that, you make me think about, um, does that, does it matter if, because I've had, I have friends that were that came from what seemed to be whole healthy households, father, mother, um, but they still are drawn to that bad boy syndrome. So is it, and I heard you talk about the confidence uh, and the assertiveness that women are attracted to that. Is, that, mm. is there a reason for that? Is just, that's just across the board. Is there something that we should be, because uh, I feel like that's true, but is that is that something that we can look for 
to balance that out? I don't even know how to ask that question, but if do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it, it takes a level of maturity to understand that those traits alone will not be good enough. You know, but again, it's just it's it's almost makes sense because women are going to be drawn to masculine energy. Some guys who are good guys, or a lot to be quite honest with you, tend at times to be a little too soft, a little mm. too too feminine sometimes. That's the problem with them, you know. And unfortunately, the good guy doesn't want to see it that way. It's just, oh, well, these women don't appreciate me, and, you know, they, they get bitter and, and they, they feel slighted. But the reality is that, no, you could improve in some of these areas. But unfortunately, when it boils down to, Assertive. If you put door number one, assertiveness, confidence, you know, strength, then door number two, sensitivity, love, and kindness. Unfortunately, a lot of women, at least when they're young, until they've, they've dealt with enough BS, they're going to choose door number one. Mm-hmm. And they're going to hope that by going to door number one where the confidence and assertiveness exists, that they can pull out the kindness and the sweetness. You see, they're not going in thinking this is all I want. They're thinking, okay, maybe I can soften him up, <laughs> you know, but at least he has the masculine energy that I, I, I crave already, whereas it's a lot harder and it's not as uh, attractive to have to go to the guy who's the sweet viewed as softer and try to toughen him up. You don't want to be toughing up no man. Right. You want to be a man on his own. Right. So th- that's why a lot of times, and, and I'm not excusing it for those who might think, oh, I'm making excuses for these women. No, no, it's just it, it's what it is, you know, and that's what happens a lot of times. You know, so I think that the, the goal for both sides is women have to understand, no, number one, you can't change that bad boy. That bad boy, bad boys, bad girls have issues. That's just the reality of it. I mean, everybody has issues, but one thing I learned in life is that we don't develop an edge because we have this, peachy cream life (laughs) okay that usually comes from some kind of hurt anger something happened that made us say f the world man and we're just going to do what we want to do and then the bad boy bad girl has has been born so understand that yeah you're going to get a lot more than you bargained for a lot of those times but um so understand that do not settle for the bad boy who just shows that and i'm not saying settle for the good guy who's too soft there is men who are in the middle there are men who know how to be sweet, loving, kind, and know how to put their foot down and be assertive and accomplish things. That's the guy the woman should be waiting for. And as for the men, if you're the good guy, yeah, that's the guy you should be trying to be. Not the bad boy, but the in-between. Have a little bit of all that. Because if you do, trust, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't care what any man says, if you're that guy in the middle that has both, you're going to have women all over you trying to be with you. Plain and simple. And you're so right. That is, that is just, we have to be honest, because there is nothing less attractive than a soft man. Like, there's nothing like feeling like, I'm going to have to fight harder than you. I'm going to have to speak up more than you. I'm gonna have to. Really, there's nothing worse, and there's no being submissive to that. I'm sorry. It's just not the way it was designed from the beginning. There's, there's nothing less attractive. Now, you said something um, we sh- that people should be, women should be, Waiting for that man in the middle and waiting for is what stood out to me because I feel like uh, there's such a stigma on being single. If you don't have a man, then something must be wrong with you. But why why isn't it not that you choose not to settle because forever is a long time with the wrong person. It's even longer. So 
why do you feel, as you say, waiting for the man in the middle? Or let's just say the right person for you, you know, mm-hmm. consider, you know, thinking that you know who you are. Why do you feel so so many women are so afraid of being single or being alone, and so they just jump out and get the first one? Well, I mean, part of it is we we just we want to be with people. We want relationships. The reality is, as many people might say, f relationships. People want it. People want companionship. They want to feel loved. They want to feel desired. That is natural. So part of it is that. Then you have society who puts pressure on these women. Not just society, not just media, but their own family and friends. You know, um, I grew up with three sisters. I've seen the pressure in my face, (laughs) okay? I know what some of these women go through with family and relatives. It's ridiculous. And and they, they, they guilt some women into feeling like they have to go get a man right now. That's a problem. That needs to stop. I don't like that stuff not one bit, you know, because at the end of the day, the woman has to understand a man does not validate her. She has to validate herself. You know, and there's nothing wrong, and I'm not saying you shouldn't want a man. You should. That's great. That's wonderful if you do. And for those who truly enjoy being single for the rest of their lives, more power to them. But at the end of the day, it starts with that woman first, and she has to love herself and be who she needs to be. And I would encourage them, for anyone who's listening, don't let family, friends, society pressure you into being in a relationship, especially when it's not the one for you. You know, but I do think that a lot of it also just stems from, again, we, we want to be loved. We want to feel desired. And that, that makes us, uh, that tempts us into entertaining relationships we have no business entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. the reason why it's important to find our purpose, because when you don't have your purpose, it's easier to fall into fruitless situations. But when you have a purpose, there's so much more at risk. You don't got time for that nonsense. So you're you're a lot le- you're a lot more likely to reject these types of relationships because you're like you know I got I got bigger things to play for now. Yeah, and we have a caller. We actually, well, let me get the callers in because I, I I have many questions, but I want to get there. <laughs> so I didn't um I did not say this, but I'm going to pull you in by providing the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits of the number. So right now I'm calling in I'm pulling in a caller from seven three. One area code. The last four digits is three six nine six. Call you're on the air with us. Please go ahead with your question or comment. I wanted to make a comment regarding um, about the feeling the pressure. I can certainly relate to that. I'm 35 and I'm and I'm educated. I'm single. I have no children. Uh, while I did have a significant relationship, it is it, because it needed to. But there is a lot of pressure for me to be in a relationship. And not only do I experience that pressure from my family, but from friends and even colleagues. And, you know, you get the comment, you're gorgeous, you're you're nice, you're this. Why are you single? And my answer to that is I'm single because I have gotten in practice of making the best decisions for myself. And just jumping into a random relationship is not a best choice for me. It's not a the best decision for me because you really have to guard your heart, your mind, and be careful of who you allow in your life because all the glimpses is not gold. But, you know, as a single African-American woman, if you do not have a man that you're romping around with or up under, people automatically assume there's something wrong with you. And that's just something that, 
you know, I'm really beginning to struggle with and having to face now that I'm 35. And that's that's all. I mean, it, it really is. And I thank you for putting that out there and, and encouraging people not to be pressured by that. Because I refuse. I refuse to settle and lower my standards for things that I know are not good for me. Wow. That's fine? Yeah, I mean, and that's the way she should be, That and that's good. Don't Don't ever fall into it because at the end of the day when when people get into bad relationships because of that pressure well that family friend isn't going to be the one laying next to your partner miserable that family friend isn't going to be the one dealing with your depression you know they're not going to deal with the negativity that comes from that bad decision so never allow people to push you into something that you know you don't belong in and ultimately you know i would say just keep answering you know one thing about it is you said you you know why you're single. You want to make better choices. You don't want to jump into anything. That's it. That's the way you got to answer the question. Some people get themselves in trouble because they don't have an answer. When someone asks them why why are you single, oh well, I, you know, okay, right there you look like something's wrong <laughs> because you're not you're not confident in your position. You don't know what's going on. So yes, people need to embrace and understand why I'm currently on this journey. Am I just being patient? Am I, you know, maybe I need to focus on my career right now. Whatever it is, be confident in it, but be sure about it. Because some people are just giving BS answers to deflect the questions, and people can sniff out the BS. And that's why they keep pushing the questions. You know, but I tell you what, when people ask me, well, Stefan, why are you single? You're doing it. And I explain to them, hey, I've got to trust God's timing. It's all about that. Nobody asks me again. Or at least they don't repeat the question. They don't pressure me. I mean, family still does because that's just the way they are, but... <laughs> people in general just leave it at that because once they can respect what you're doing they have less reason to keep pushing it but when you're just like well you know i can't find any good men okay you just open the door wide open to more badgering at that point mm. i like that saying that the, the fact that she knows she knows why she's single i i like that um mm-hmm. so I, I hope women and men just just Focus on that. Know why you're waiting. Know why you don't. You're not going to settle. Know who you're looking for and, and what you're looking for, and most of all, what you're not. So, thank you, caller. Anything else you want to add? Any more questions or comments? Uh, no, I just appreciate that, and that's a strong point because I really think a lot of women are compromising and settling just so they can meet that need and that 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 self gratification mm-hmm. and. Being that I'm comfortable with who I am, I don't feel the need to settle because, you know, I just, I'd rather wait. I'm being honest. I'd much rather wait than make a costly decision. There's so many things you play with or settle on. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the way it should be because a lot of those people who made that decision, they're not happy right now. And some of those people are the same ones badgering you about a relationship. That's the sad part. <laughs> that's the sad part. And, and you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I would. Hello. You almost want to say? Oh. I, I think we lost the caller. I think we did. Okay. I think she's probably yeah. Looks like we did. But you know, you're so right. Sometimes you want to turn around and say, "No, the question is, why are you still in, in a relationship?" relationship? <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're calling it, is that, exactly. is that what you're calling it? So, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I like the way you say, as I was reading, I guess, your bio, people who are w- ready and willing to deal with the truth. 
And sometimes we just need to give people, no, not sometimes, we just need to give people the truth. We can say it nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can answer their question and say, now let me ask you, how are things going with you all? Why are you all still in this relationship? Why are you still dealing with this? Because that's a question that, that you know, I've had to ask myself some as well. So um, our caller came back on, but I don't know if she wants to come back in. But we have another caller. We're going to pull them in now, okay? Okay. We're pulling in caller from 863 area code with the last four digits of 6968. Caller, thank you, and you're on the air. Um, yes, I, my question was, um, where do you meet the in-between guy? Where do you meet the <laughs> guy who knows who has it together, and but he's not a bad guy. I don't want a bad boy, but I want somebody that's just, you know, He's got what he's got going on, but he knows how to handle it and balance it. Okay, this Stephon, is going to sound like a TV. A, Go ahead. Stefan, wait now. We need you. This is Tammy. We need that. We need you to start a, an episode to where you have in between guys speed dating. You interview them. <laughs> <laughs> you interview them. You get them there. You know that they're speed. They're in between. What you call them? Let's see. Yeah, in the middle. In the middle kind of guy. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Let me say this, and this might sound like a cheesy answer, but this is just my honest answer. You're going to find him from within. And what I mean by that is this. If you become the woman you need to be, you're going to attract the man who you need in your life, period. You have to find yourself first. You have to learn how to be happy. Someone will ask me, what's the best place to go to meet men? My answer is go where you're happy. Because when you're happy, you're exuding positive energy. That's going to draw in that kind of man. Because guess what? The man who finds that balance in his life, he's not trying to deal with nobody who has issues or deep issues that can't seem to get out of her own way. He's not trying to deal with someone who's being negative, you know, or or not embracing love completely. He's going to want someone who's also where he's at. Because for him to have that balance in his life, he's matured as a man. So as a woman, you have to make sure you've matured as a woman, truly, that you, you work through all your walls and, and past hurts and disappointments. Because if not, you're, even if he came your way, you're going to run him off one way or another because you're going to be too scared to embrace him. So I, I definitely think that as a woman, you, you've got to go within and, and trust. I, I know Again, I know it sounds silly and, and people want a more concrete answer sometimes, but, man, I don't, every time I've had a client – and I've gotten them to embrace that principle almost every time they come back with stories. So I know it's true. I know it works. Like, you, you just got to really find that peace and happiness from within, and things start coming to you. When, you. when you start taking a positive approach to life and having a positive mindset and you start believing, see, that's another thing. If you don't believe that man exists, then, of course, he's not going appear to him, appear to you. Because even if he tried to, you would think it's fake because you don't believe that man exists. So for you to find it, you have to believe it's there in the first place. And you have to believe that you deserve it as well, because there's a lot of women who will say they want it, but deep down inside they don't feel like they deserve something that good. You know, they, they're, they're holding on to what's happened to them, and they say, well, maybe I'm doomed to a life of, of disappointments and mediocrity. You've got to shed that thinking. You know, and once you start saying to yourself, no, I know these type of men exist. I know I'm worthy, or not just worthy, I know I deserve and I'm going to be able to get one. Now just focus on you and your growth. Things are going to start happening. Trust. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Holly, you still with us? <laughs> yes, I'm 
I'm saying I'm just learning because um, I just recently started back dating, and it's been a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a mess. I'm just going like, you know, I've been single for a while. I think I want to stay single for a while. But it's just because I'm not meeting what, like you said, I don't feel like I'm meeting men that have my potential or are headed in the same direction that I'm going. Um, and it's kind of disappointing when you get to a certain spot and he looks like he has it, but then he doesn't have it. But you know, And that's why maybe sometimes the approach needs to be friendship, not necessarily dating, because... Listen, everybody that we meet isn't who they're going to be just yet sometimes. So that man may have all the ingredients, and he may exactly be what you're going to need, but he still needs some seasoning, so to speak. Now, I'm not saying for you to apply the seasoning, but you can be friends because in friendship you'll be able to grow. And if something's really there, then we can build on that. And if it's not, well, we're just friends and we leave it at that. You know, but when we're focused on dating, we're we're looking for that ready-made product right now. That doesn't always happen like that. You know, and also sometimes our full potential doesn't get shown until we've really opened ourselves up to that person. Because we're not always comfortable with people. We're not letting them see everything about us. So you may not know what's really there sometimes. So I think that especially as women and women who are blessed with intuition, follow your intuition. If your intuition is telling you he ain't nothing, he's not going to be nothing, or not nothing for you, let it go. But if you feel in a connection, even if the surface doesn't add up at the moment, just be friends. Mm-hmm. Trust your intuition. And let time take, take its uh, toll because you're going to need some growth as well in the process. That's good advice. Wow. That is, I love what you said about don't don't be don't be the one applying the seasoning, and and we don't and we need to get oh, be okay with just friends, and to the mm-hmm. point when you when you love who you are and when you're really focusing on self awareness, self love, um, who you are, what who you want to live, what kind of person you want to live the rest of your life with, you don't even want. And women, you can appreciate this because there was a time where. A free meal sounded good. I'll put up with you for two hours. But when you get to a point where you really love who you are and you value who you are in your time, you don't even want them to take you out for a free meal. You'd be like, I can get it myself. No, nope, I don't want to. I don't even want to date. You know, let's friends. We can talk on the phone. Hello, how you doing? How is everybody? Goodbye. But all the other, it's some. I'm not saying all of them because, as you said, Stefan, I, 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 some of those, some guys can have what you need, but not right now. And we don't need mm-hmm. to be applying the seasoning. Um, let them do their own thing. So I love that. I'm with the caller. Good advice. Good advice. Thank you. Anything else, caller? I have one more question. Okay. How how long would you allow a friendship to develop to see if it's actually going somewhere? Or if you feel like, Maybe, you know, this has reached its full potential. Maybe I need to move on. How long would you? I know it's going to be different for each person, but. Yeah, I think that there is no specific time frame. What there is is that you have to be honest about your feelings or your concerns. And that's the problem with a lot of friendships. People aren't being honest with each other. I cannot tell you how many stories of friends who are madly in love with each other and don't even know it. You know, I even had one where they didn't find out till two weeks after the guy got married. 
and they both believe they're soulmates to each other. Like, it gets that crazy because people aren't opening up. So I think that while in the friendship, if you're genuinely feeling something, just say it. Now, if that person's not on the same page as you, all right, maybe it's not time, but at least it's out in the open. So we don't have to play this game of trying to figure out what's going on or we're too scared. or You know, now we know what it is, and then we keep going. But in that time, just keep focusing on yourself. That's all it is. Like, it's not about, well, okay, now we're not on the same page, so let's not be friends, unless you can't handle it. I mean, in some situations, the feelings get so strong, and if that person's not ready, continuing as just friends may be difficult. Fine. Just go focus on yourself. Focus on your growth. But that doesn't always mean that just because they're not ready right now, that that doesn't mean that they're not the person for you later. Mm. Okay. Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Did that answer your question? Yes, that answers my question completely. Thank you. You're very okay. welcome. Well, thank you for calling in. You made some, some, some great points and had some great questions. So thank you for calling in. I hope you continue to listen in, okay? I will. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, she asked a couple of the questions that I have. So um, what, okay, let me make sure because I don't want to repeat anything. What are some of the biggest mistakes you feel that women make in looking for Mr. Wright, Boaz, looking for Boaz? What are, what are some of the, the biggest mistakes you think we make as women? <laughs> Well, another <laughs> <laughs> show. <laughs> no, um, some of the big mistakes I think are focusing too much on what you want, um, and that's one of the principles I hit on in the in the book is that you know wants change, needs are consistent, and this whole idea that well, why should I get what I want? Because it may not be what you need. It may not truly fulfill you. I've seen plenty of people get what they want and still end up miserable. So. Don't get too caught up in that, and because of that, we're ex- we we evaluate the person as they are, and they have to fit a certain package, and, and you're limiting yourself. At the end of the day, you know, the, the core principles that have to be in place, in my opinion, for there to have a chance at a successful relationship is attraction and genuine connection, a genuine deep emotional connection. Those two things have to be in place. If, if those two things are there, you're good to go. Now, attraction is not defined by a specific look. It is defined by you just being attracted to that person, plain and simple. They don't have to be cute by society's standards to be, for you to be attracted to them. But you need to be attracted to them because if you're not, it's going to be a problem. Another mistake I think that a lot of women make is that they expect the man to chase them. And it's like this idea that they, and some will claim it's in the Bible, it's really not in the Bible. They always say, oh, well, he who findeth for wife. And I'm like, well, it doesn't say he, he who chaseth for woman. You know, there's a difference. And I'm not saying a woman should chase a man or pursue a man, but you can't be making him jump through all kinds of hoops to prove himself, you know, because the reality is you're not doing that out of some kind of genuine love or a, a, a positive reason. You're doing it because you're trying to not be vulnerable yourself. You're trying to, you know, Basically, you don't want to be the one putting out the work. You want him to put out the work. You want to feel safer in your decision to move forward. So it's kind of all a defense mechanism. And in a lot of cases, that could push the man away. You know, and also the reality is that he, if he doesn't really know you yet, why would he chase you? Because you look good? Because your resume is tight? No, that's not good enough nowadays. You know, it's like don't don't get caught up in the hype. It, it, so, 
you got to understand that it, to build a successful relationship, it takes two people willing to put in the effort, willing to try, willing to communicate. It can't just be one-sided. And I think there's a lot of women who do that, but, again, it stems from the deeper issue of not wanting to be vulnerable. I don't want to put myself out there and be disappointed, so I'll make him do everything, <laughs> you know, and that way I'm in the driver's seat and I decide what happens next. Nah, it can't be like that if you want something real and, and something good. Um, another thing I, I have to say, honestly, is having sex too soon. I know there's going to be a if there's men listening, they're probably booing right now. <laughs> That's my, I'm going to mark that question off because that was one of my questions. Okay. <laughs> and it's probably some women booing too. Let, let, let's just keep it real. But um, I think that, and it's not even about whether it's right or wrong and, and all that extra stuff. The bottom line is most people has their, have their, uh, I'm sorry, most people's judgment gets clouded once they have sex. Yeah. Plain and simple. All right? I don't care who you are. If that sex was good, you're you going to think twice about walking away. <laughs> Plain and simple. And, and you know what? Even when it's not good. You think twice about walking away. Because for a woman, it's like, I just gave myself to this man. I just invested emotionally and gave my body up. I want to see something come out of this. Yeah. yeah. You know, even though he's not for you, even though you, you saw the sign telling you this guy is not good for you, you get caught up because you gave, you gave more than you should have. Plain and simple. It's easier to walk away when I didn't invest any money or time. But, you know, it, it's the same way in business. When you put enough money into an investment – it's hard to walk away from that investment. So I think that the sex too soon creates that problem and doesn't allow people to make better decisions, you know, and they latch on to people for the wrong reasons, and, and that's the main reason they need to wait, you know, because you see it's not working for people. Let's be real. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some success stories, but that's not the norm. I can show you way more disasters than success success stories when it comes to the, uh, having sex too soon. So what? So how do you feel about um, the ninety day rule that people are um, are dasping to? And and my reason for asking is because I look at how many ninety days there are in the year, and if you wait, if we're waiting ninety days, how still how many partners do you have at the end of the year? A year, mm-hmm. if you're looking at those 90-day rules. So, what do you feel? Because a lot of a lot of women are. You hear the 90-day rule now. I mean, um, and I just you tell me what do you, what are your thoughts on that? All right, I like the 90-day rule in principle. I don't like it in practice. And what I mean by that is this: I don't see anything wrong with the principle of you need to wait to make sure you know what you're dealing with to make sure this is, there's something genuine here and, um, and you keep your mind clear of making the right decisions of whether to move on with this person or not. In that sense, it is good. I don't like it in practice because it's game playing a lot of times. You know, and if, if, you, if it's all we have to do is get to 90 days and I'm in there, are you serious? <laughs> like, that's not what it's supposed to be about. I'm going to wait, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, because yeah. guess what? If 90 days pass, and, I, and, I'm, and you still don't truly feel comfortable. You still don't, if something in you is telling you this man may not be right, but, oh, okay, he's doing so well, let me give it up to him, you're messing up. You're messing up, period. You know? So I think that, yes, you should take your time. You should be patient. I don't know if I want to put a specific time frame on there. I think also some people can evaluate. It, it, like the, the evaluation period is different from the standpoint of 
how much time are we really spending in those 90 days? Because if I only see you once every few weeks in those 90 days, it's not going to be hard to pass your test. You understand? But if right. I'm with you a lot, if we're spending a good amount of time that you, you can really evaluate who I am, you may not even need 90 days. <laughs> you know, it, you right. might be able to eliminate me or figure out what's going on so much quicker than that. So right. I, I just feel like, again, I, I like it in principle in the sense of waiting and, and keeping your mind clear. And I think also that the, a lot of women are not approaching it correctly is another reason why I don't like it. Because, again, they're just saying, okay, if he acts right for 90 days, then I guess that means it's good enough and I can give it up. No, it's not about just him acting right. Anyone can act right. Is there a true connection there? Do you, is your intuition really telling you this is the guy you're supposed to be dealing with? Because if it's not, I don't care how many days you wait, you're messing up. Okay. Plain and simple. Okay, we have some more callers, but before I lose this, I want to ask you, uh, you, you spoke about um, women being attractive to um, men who possess confidence and assertiveness. And as you answered my last question um, about the biggest mistakes that women make in looking for, for Boaz, you talked about, you know, number one, wanting the man to chase them. What are what are two things, if you could say, if, if it's confidence and assertiveness for women that we're attracted to men who carry that those things, what are some of the things, maybe two things that went, that most men are attracted to in women? And then we're going to bring on our other callers. Um, confidence, and I would just say, um, it's. Well, this part is not something that you can just present on the surface, but I think the woman who knows how to talk to a man is a powerful mm. woman. She can have men eating out the palm of her hands. She don't even know it. Like, I, I have to say this. I don't know who's ever been to a strip club and who hasn't, but I, I'm not going to lie. I've been there <laughs> many times in the past. I haven't been there in a long time. But I would tell people, if you go to a strip club and you pay attention, there's a woman in there, there's a stripper in there, who could not be dancing at all, not shake one booty cheek, sit right next to a guy and have him paying all night long. Why? Because she knows how to talk to him. She knows how to stroke his ego. She knows how to make him feel good and, and show interest and desire, and a man loves that. He loves it. Plain and simple, he will eat it up. You know, and some women, get, they, get, they get blinded by the woman who has the attitude, who has, still has a man. Trust me, that man's not happy there, and that's why when if they, he marries that woman, you notice how a lot of times when men cheat, they cheat with someone who may not even look as good, who may not even have nearly what that other woman has. But that side woman knows how to talk to him, knows how to make him feel good, knows how to stroke that ego. That is a powerful thing when you're dealing with a man. Okay. All right. Moving right along on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, callers, just be be patient with us. I'm going to pull in now the caller from 713 area code uh, with the last four digits of 0634. Caller, you are now on the air with us. Thank you for calling. Hi, how are you? We're good. How are you? Good. My question is a bit different. I am married, but my husband moved out three months ago. His reasoning for moving out is because he felt he didn't have his priorities straight. My only issue with that, my intuition is telling me that's a bunch of BS. And I'm trying to see if I should wait on him or move on. 
Well, let me first say I'm sorry that that you're dealing with this situation. Um, I can never argue against intuition. I just can't. I've never seen a woman tell me that her intuition was wrong. So mm-hmm. the minute you said intuition, I'm like, all right, I really can't say anything against that. Like, I, I got to encourage you to go trust your intuition. I would just say the best approach would be to express that to him, to say to him, listen, if we're going to make this work, we need to figure this out because I feel deep inside what you're telling me is nonsense. Don't say nonsense. Find a more positive word because, remember, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. But Well, I've him, mentioned – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I've, uh, we had the conversation, and he got really defensive, and he was like, during this time period, I feel as if the only thing we should be focusing on is our daughter, and we shouldn't be having conversations about me and you. And if it's meant to be, then it will later down the road. We don't need counseling, et cetera, et cetera. But that's, that, that sounds like you're kind of saying, I'm not interested in working anything out. Let's just handle our children, and that's it. Because you said, let's not talk about me and you. So it's like, even if he's willing, you're kind of pushing back. So No, that's what he said. Oh, that's what he said. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought you yeah, said yeah. that to him. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, then if he's not interested in speaking about you and him, again, uh, you got to, uh, you know, I don't know if you believe in God, if you pray, but I would always say pray about it. Ask God directly in prayer what needs to happen. But if he's not willing to to put in the work to put in any effort, and again, your intuition is telling you this man is just feeding you nonsense, then you got to do what you got to do. You can't be expected to be strung along in the situation. But again, th- and throughout this process, don't feed into the negativity. Be honest about how you feel. Always take a, I don't care if he's acting a fool. Don't stoop down to that level. Stay positive, stay honest, stay open. You know, And in doing that, it's very possible things could turn around and he could be like, okay, I can't be playing like this no more and I don't want to lose her. Or it, it may make things even clearer. Or no, it will make things even clearer as to which way this needs to go. Okay. So that would be my, my suggestion to you. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We hope that everything works out the better, okay? Thank you okay. for calling. All right. Okay, uh, we're going to pull in caller from our 843 area code, and the last four digits is 5624. Caller, you're on the air with us. Caller, this is 843 with the last four digits of 5624. Okay, we will keep moving right along. Okay, all right. Um, let me get back to the questions. That was some great questions. And, again, if, I'm sorry for that. Well, we have another caller. Let's pull in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is from 901 with the last four digits of 4741. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hello. Hi. Yeah, this, you know who this is. This is uh, Rallo and Desarte. But, uh, <laughs> hey, how are you? What? I didn't. How are you? Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, I just wanted to um, chime in. Um, since I'm single and have been for the past couple of years, um, I used to be a serial monogamous. That's what I call myself because I would jump into relationships because I was 
I was afraid to be alone. It seemed like I didn't like being alone. So I just have sex, jump through relationships without getting to know them. So now that I made the vow to get to know a woman and not have sex with them, I've noticed that for the most part, women are a mental wreck. And that's it would usually take me six months to a year to find that out when I jumped in relationships. But what I've noticed is that um, the same women that say they have it all together by society standards, you know, they're like a mental wreck. They're like defensive, insecure. They're pretty much taking on masculine traits based on their embrace of um, independence. And churches, you know, pretty much brainwash a lot of our sisters and have them thinking that Jesus is their husband and the preacher is the demigod. You know, um, they really have to learn how to let their guards down because they've been hurt so many times in the past by men and they don't really trust us anymore. So I think that, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You know, we both have faults in this, but um, that's where it should start. You know, I can go on, but I'll stop there. Okay, Stefan? No, um, he makes a lot of good points. The reality is that um, uh, there are a lot of women and men who need to heal. And like he said, the, the problem is because we get caught up in what society deems as good man, good woman, we do get, reach this point where we don't think anything's wrong with us or nothing's wrong enough to not warrant getting a relationship. So we overlook our issues, and we try to deem them as not important or not relevant when in reality those exact issues is why you can't find a man or a woman. So you have to not get too uh, beside yourself and never start to think that you're too good. You're never too good. Like there's always room for improvement. I don't care who you are. There's always room for improvement. And when you take that kind of approach to life, you're going to be so much better off because you're going to be always looking for things that you need to address, and that's a great approach in life. You know, this attitude of, wow, you know, everybody has issues. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to hold on to them. So I think that that's very true. And his point about um, the churches, I do think, I, I can't even lie to you, I do think that there there's almost more worship of the pastor than there is of God himself. Right. There's more following of what the pastor said instead of praying yourself and asking God, God what he needs to tell you in prayer. My thing is, you know, not, and I hope I'm not offending any uh, spiritual person because I'm a man of God, I'm a, I love him and I'm a spiritual person, but... The same people who wrote the Bible did so by speaking to God. You are as capable as them to speak to God yourself. And you right. can never just go with what some man tells you. Even in my book, in the very in the introduction, I tell people, do not just take my word because I'm a certified coach or because I'm saying it's good. No, go pray. Ask God if I'm speaking from the right place. Ask God if what I'm saying to you is what you need to be receiving right now. Because if he tells you no, I got no problem with it. Walk away. <laughs> Pay me no attention. I don't want you to listen to me because I said so. Listen to me because in your spirit, you know you need to hear this. You know you need to embrace this. That's why. you know. And we need to do the same thing with our pastors. And it's not to disrespect pastors or any religious leaders, but everyone is still man. Everyone is still man and woman. Everyone is still flawed. you know. And we're all capable of doing something shady every now and then. Let's just be real. You know, we all have it in us. I'm not saying we're going to all act on it, but we all have it in us. So you have to be mindful of that in your approach. And just, again, we, we all need to embrace our personal journeys in life and, and really talk to God for those who do believe. And um, that way you'll ensure you're on the right path. But, again, never think you're too good. 
because there's always room for improvement. Okay. This is Tim, and before I let Rollo go, I want to ask a question to both of you about society's standard. You mentioned, um, you know, for those women who who think they have it all together according to society's standard, would both of you mind, um, because, Rollo, I know you you write a lot about, about this as well, would both of you share your opinions of what society's standard um, or, or what women are basing them being a woman on society's standard? What does that mean? Okay. Um, from my view, um, I feel like women who feel that they are graduated from a four-year college or more, have a degree, they have a 401K at their job, they make at least Forty to fifty thousand a year. They have their own home, own car. They are attractive um, and make it follow a recipe. They pretty much deem themselves as having it together. So they don't really go deep into where their mindset is. I mean, that's all surface. But once you get past the surface, that's when the trouble begins. I mean, that's when you really see the true person. And that's when most relationships fall apart or men just get turned off altogether because, you know, it's all physical. I mean, you know, we have to get spiritual before we can evolve to the next level. Okay. All right. That's I agree with Rollo, and, and I'll take it from a different angle because I was thinking about it while y'all were speaking, and I'm like, you know what? Some of them aren't even going by, like, the society standard that Rollo just gave. It's just I'm a nice woman. <laughs> I, I'm gainfully employed. <laughs> You know, yeah. I can have three kids, and I'm still going to say I'm a good woman. So I think some people just don't want to. It's hard to look yourself in the mirror. Self-reflection is a very difficult process for people, men and women. And I think that in in the fear of having to look at themselves and address their issues, they're going to proclaim themselves as good women. All right? I've seen women who have bad attitudes say they're a good woman. That's not a good trait to have, you know? And And my thing is this. Deep inside, you are a good woman. You're a great woman deep inside, but it's hiding underneath all that negativity, all that pain, all that disappointment, and you're not letting the great you come out. So even though, yes, it is there, you have it, I believe so with all my might, I know it's there, but it's hiding. It's scared to come out. It's it's struggling to embrace love. It's struggling to give love. And, you know, they like somebody said to me on one interview, you know, that, how they say scared money don't make money. Well, scared love don't make love or don't find it. Yeah. Wow. That's a major problem. They, they're afraid to embrace love, and that's afraid to let the guards down. It's mm-hmm. hard to get through that barrier, and I get, you know, I get turned off with having to do all that work. It shouldn't be that hard if I'm showing and proving myself a good man. I mean, I haven't done anything to make you want to doubt that I'm not – out there cheating, if I don't show you that, but they already have it in their mind that I am because of their past experiences. And no, a man don't want to deal with that. Exactly. <laughs> that's been a and you know what? And I'm happy Rollo said that because that's what I try to tell him. It's like, listen, the good man you want does not want to deal with that. Because guess what? As a as a truly good man, he's been through his journey of growth. He's not trying to have to carry someone else through it. You know, and don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean we can't be supportive and love you, but we can love you as a friend. That doesn't mean we have to deal with you <laughs> in this relationship where you're going to be toxic or give us hell for little things. 
So exactly. I think that the woman has to understand that, yes, the man who has not gone through that journey, the man who doesn't have much going for him, he don't care because he's, he's just there for convenience anyway. So he'll deal with it all. But a really <laughs> good man is going to struggle with that, especially if he has things going on in his life. He's trying, to, he's trying to continuously progress. He's trying to make things happen. The last thing that kind of man wants is a negative source in his life, a constant negative source in his life. Spirit drainer, that's what I call it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Rallo. You brought up some good points. The lines have, have just gone crazy here, so I don't know if we have <laughs> nerves. Sometimes the man you're with is doing shady stuff. And the man's going to tell you, oh, well, you're just being insecure. No, you're acting shady. And you as a woman have to understand, okay, rather than beat yourself up in that situation, you need to let him go. <laughs> Bottom line, like, there's no other way around it. If, if he's not going to get on the same page as you, then so be it. But still understand that if you know you're reacting to things that are very, um, that are either very minor or just, you're interpreting things wrong because of your anxiousness from the past hurt that you've dealt with. Yes, you need to make sure that you're not engaging in relationships right now. You need to focus on yourself. You're going to have to forgive. You're going to have to forgive the people who hurt you. You're going to have to forgive yourself because a lot of people are still holding their bad decisions over their own head, and they don't trust themselves. And that's why when they're in this relationship, they're, they're questioning, should I be here? You know, am, am I seeing this right? Am I seeing this wrong? They're a wreck on the inside. And that, a lot of that stems from not forgiving themselves. So I think all of that has to occur in the healing process in order for you to truly be ready for a relationship or the best relationship for you. Okay. Caller, did that answer your question? That answered part of the question. Um, okay. 
a follow-up question um, to that is that because I've heard a lot um, tonight about people dealing with um, relationships with baggage. Um, and as a divorced woman, I have two kids who I have custody of. They are my children. And how do you balance the relationship with, okay, so we've been together for a while. I heard Riley say about six months, you know, he's dealing with these, you know, people who seem like these women who seem like they're together, but then, you know, after six months or a while, they, you know, you really see what kind of person they really are. and They're just really falling apart. How do you balance making sure that what you are seeing in a person is um, what they're really actually giving you? I'll let you deal with that one first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my answer to that immediately is you've got to trust your intuition. Again, I, I've seen a lot of clients in my time. I've talked to a lot of women, people in general, and I, I don't know if there's ever been a situation where a woman didn't sit that turned out bad that the woman was not able to come clean at some point and say, yes, she saw the signs early. She knew in, deep inside this was not the man for her. But a woman will rather rationalize it and dismiss it and ignore it because they so badly want it to work. They so badly want a relationship, and they end up shooting themselves in the foot. So I, think, I don't really think women need help picking up on the signs as much as some say because you guys pick up on everything. You guys notice the smallest change in a man's behavior. We can actually be clueless to certain things going on. We're not paying that much attention. But you guys, no. You see it. But it's a matter of are you going to embrace what your intuition is telling you? Are you going to trust yourself or trust your spirit in a situation, or are you going to try to just rationalize and base it off what you see on the surface or what you want to see wanna, really is what the? I, I want to step in here. Uh, from a from a woman's perspective, because you guys are so step on you're so so right on the intuition. We as women, we know, and and women, we have to really learn to tune in to those those intuitions, those things. Because as as you know, we can go ahead and put this out here. Women, by the time a man find finds out if a woman is cheating or not. We are able to say no, we're not because it's over and done. We we're done with that. You are. We, so when we say no, we don't look at it as we're lying now because no, not we're not. And that's because we just do things. We think about things. I remember having a show about um, all men cheat, and this young man said uh, that men get caught because they just do it. Women plan it out. They get everything mm-hmm. set up <laughs> in place. They get the girlfriends in order, and so we we are. I'm sorry, we, we are just designed differently. And so we know, regardless, it's like what you say, Stefan, in your bio, are we really ready to, people who are ready to handle the truth, your truth and the truth. And it's so important for us to know who we are because once you learn to love yourself and you realize, and I'm going to speak for me, once I realized that I wouldn't want to date me, I wouldn't want to spend the rest of the life with the Tammy that I was, how how then how then I think my boys wanted to wanted that. I had to get me together. I had to deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I have to continue to do that on a daily basis. <laughs> I mean daily. So don't miss those signs. Don't overlook for the sake of of having somebody to lay with at night. 
or having someone to take you out here and there and deal with um, deal with what you have to deal with and knowing I just wasted my time. You don't even waste want to waste your time with people that you know are out. You don't even want a free meal anymore. <laughs> I mean, really, is it, is that just really? I mean, we're making jokes about it, but when you get to a point where you love you and you know who you are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, what you need to work on and what you don't. It doesn't take 90 days. It sometimes doesn't take two phone conversations before you realize, right. no, this is not it. So we don't. We need to stop wasting our time with the time with the wrong people because that's adding to your baggage that you're trying to get rid of. You don't wash clothes and then mix them up with dirty clothes. Just you know. So that's that's my take on it. Yeah, I think women are more in love with the concept of being in love and being married, that they'll take a piece of a man and try to convert him into a man. They try to use their sex as a method of control. And then, you know, we know the game. We play into that. And we tell them what they want to hear. And they, you know, it's all a waste of time in the end. Wow. Well, yeah, that's thank you. I like that. Um, are some of these issues addressed in um, your book, God, Where Is My Blessed? Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is what it really focuses on because I, I feel like when single women or women in general go to the church a lot of times, unfortunately, all they get told is pray, be patient, or you got the gift of singleness. And uh, that's not going to work. That's not good enough. we got to give people a lot more direction than that. So in the book, it, it gets a little more specific as to what you might be doing that's blocking your path from getting the love you deserve, bottom line. And it might have to do with healing. It might have to do with you're holding on to the wrong man, you know, all kinds of different things. But it, it's very um, practical in its approach. It gets spiritual as well. So for those who like to have spiritual foundation or spiritual support, I have that in there, but... My most, uh, my main objective is to make sure I give practical advice as well, so people can put things into play and see results in their life. Mm-hmm. Would you mostly recommend your book for um, single women, or does would you recommend it for married women as well? Maybe their marriage is not going so well, or I would say all women. I've had married women who read it, and they, <clears throat> excuse me, and they loved it, and they were like, yeah, they got a lot from it. So I think that no matter who you are, I think no, no matter what status you're in, you know, married, single, dating, whatever, I think it would be very beneficial because, again, some women, even though who's, those who are married, I hate to say it, but they're not married to the right person, you know, and they're miserable. And the reality is that they're going to still have to find themselves in order to either save that mar- help save that marriage or come to the realization that maybe they just don't belong there. So the book will still help in a lot of those things. So I, I think no matter what your status, you're going to be able to find value in the book. Okay, wonderful. And for our callers, for those who have called in, um, we're going to be doing a drawing at the end of the show. And uh, so hopefully you guys will continue to, to hang on. Uh, you have to be on at the end of the show in order to get your book. If not, we'll go to the next number. But uh, I I believe we've pulled you in twice, caller. Correct. So I have two numbers by your by your number. So you'll have twice, you know, twice twice the chances of winning. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Okay. 
Thank you. Okay, Baby, I'm let's. Gonna uh, I'm okay, gonna sign thank you. Keeping me on though. Okay, thank you for calling in. All right, no problem. Thank you. Okay. All right, brother, have a good one. All right, you too, Rollo. All right. All right, let's see here. I want to make sure I'm taking these in the order that they're coming. Um, just a second here. Let's see. We have you. All right, let me pull in. We're going to pull in a caller. Let me put Rollo out, and then I'll pull in this next call. All right, we're pulling in caller from 650, area code, with the last four digits of 6149. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hey, how you doing tonight, Jamie? We're good. How are you? I'm good. This is Ramiel. This is another great show. Uh, appreciate the wonderful topic. Thank you. Thank you for calling and, and joining in on the discussion. Yeah, I actually had um, more of a question uh, the brother than uh, anything else. Uh, I, I wonder, <clears throat> whenever I'm listening to these discussions, and I'm hearing the uh, clinicians and, and, and so on and so forth talking about it, when I'm looking directly at our community, is there any particular reason that you know of that we're not treating um, what's going on in our, in our community based with our relationships with male and female, why we're not treating it as, as, as PTSD or even a form of Stockholm Syndrome, meaning that um, if you take, a let's say, a lion out of the jungle and you put them into uh, a zoo, and eventually the zoo, or excuse me, the lion will attack someone at the zoo um, in, in certain occasions, and then they'll do these different stress tests on the lion, and they'll say, well, the lion suffers from PTSD. And because they've been taken out of their natural habitat, they've been taken out of their natural order of things, and so they're lashing out. And from doing various research, uh, based on what PTSD and Stockholm Syndrome represents, I would say that everything that we see going on within our community uh, is represented there. Uh, what, What are your thoughts on that? I think that in the black community, we place a very negative stigma on therapy or psychoanalysis. We we don't like any I, anything that makes us sound like quote unquote we're crazy, okay? And that's how a lot of black uh, black people look at it. And I think that's the way they should, but that's how they do. So I think that uh, looking at it from a approach of PTSD, some will shy away from that because they don't want to they don't want to view it as that um, that clinical so to speak, and they rather just find much more um, surface reasons to explain what's going on. But I do think that at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of deep-rooted anger, animosity, and bitterness in black people. And whether it stems from what we deal with in society, and, and you know, I don't even want to say what we deal with in society. I think bottom line is we just, we come, a lot of us come from homes that didn't get the love that we needed. Bottom line, you know, and that starts the ball rolling in a lot of cases. And then a lot of people, like, you know, when they talk about, some women will view men as just being born to be dogs, just born with a DNA to cheat and lie. And it's like, let me tell you something. Most guys that I've known who were players or who was running the uh, streets and doing whatever with however many women, they had a moment in their life where they tried to give their heart to a woman and got crushed. Got hurt, got betrayed, whatever the case may be. And at that moment, that man says, 
F women. I'm, you know, I'm going to just do whatever I want. Screw it. So he has his wall up. The women have been through so much. They have their wall up. So we have the men and women trying to talk behind these walls, and all you get is just a bunch of noise and banging and, and fighting. You know, so I think that the the main thing is we have a lack of healing, whether it's to be classified as PTSD or just lingering negativity that needs to be released. One way or another, we need to heal as individuals if we're going to make our lives better and the lives of the community uh, improve overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, um, I, can, I completely can agree with that. I, um, when I look at it and then I research it, because I do, uh, Tammy knows and, and a lot of the other people around me, you know, I do deal with these subjects, whether it's in lectures and so on and so forth. And the one thing I always notice is, is that every single thing that we deal with as a community, it seems to whether you can go city to city, neighborhood to neighborhood, and it's always the same. Um, and there is no variance, it seems like, there. You know, whether you mm-hmm. go to Kansas City, Memphis, Detroit, you go into the neighborhoods and the exact same things are going on within our families. You know, you can go door to door, house to house. Um, and it seems like we, like you said, we're dealing with every single thing we're dealing with on the surface issue. And, and I don't feel like that we can solve it by dealing with it on the surface, surface issue. And exactly. By, the, by their repetition of dealing with it as a uh, a surface issue we have not solved. Uh, and so I always, you know, whenever I'm dealing with anything, I always look at, you know, what is the root? What is mm-hmm. the origin? You know, why do uh, women, uh, why do they say that our women have bad disposition? Uh, mm-hmm. Why do they say that our men can never be faithful? You know, there's a reason for all these things, and I try to just figure out what is that. And some, a lot of what I have seen has been traced back to, you know, PTSD and, 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 uh, and even Stockholm Syndrome because we've been taken out of our natural surroundings and our natural way of life, and we've taken on the way of life of someone else that is uh, not natural for us and, and, mm-hmm. and to us as a people. Wow. That's taking it on another, because we could, we could do, we, and we probably should do another whole show on that one. <laughs> Because <laughs> it is worth looking into because there's so many stereotypes that we just buy into. Uh, we've become a thoughtless uh, generation and just kind of buy into what society says we are or we are to do and so forth. So um, also another reason to, as, as Stefan started out the show, for those of whom came in kind of late, when I asked, you know, what brought you here? Was there, was there an aha moment? And he referenced getting close to God and identifying his purpose. There's so many of us just doing life. And so we just simply do everything uh, just like that. We don't really have fulfilling, happy, meaningful anything. We just kind of go day to day with the same old life and we take it as this is it. Um, and so we treat our relationships, even our spiritual relationships, I think we just we just get enough to get by, just enough to, mm-hmm. to, to kind of touch the surface, not really to make a true change, a transformation. Not, and that's what it is. Knowing your purpose and, and getting closer to God and, and becoming knowledgeable in your in that spiritual aspect changes you. And we don't want to do the work that it takes first to change within, 
let alone bring somebody in your life that you're going to do day-to-day with for the rest of your life. That's, I mean, a whole other subject. So, Rodney, would you, you want to share anything, um, give the audience, um, I'm sure Stefan doesn't mind, tell them about your book and so forth? Oh, maybe we did. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we did. We lost and I'll put it in, put it back in mute. Okay, um, let's see here. I don't want to miss these calls. I'm going to pull in. Okay. Stefani, you still okay for time? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Right. Give the people what have... they want. <laughs> Give them what they, and they seem to want it tonight. So let's see here. <laughs> Uh, okay, let me try. I just want to make sure that I think this is a re- repeat one, but I'm just going to, and if I'm pulling you in and you've already said your share, just let me know. I'm pulling back in 713 with the last four digits, 0634. You're back on the air with us. We have caller 713, area code, last four, 0634. Yes, Okay, did you have another question or comment? Um, my last question is to be, I'm, I know what it is that I need to do as far as that Okay, do you, do you have your phone on speakerphone? We're having difficulties hearing you. If you have it on speakerphone, okay, you might want sorry. to take off just for the question. No, that's okay. That's okay. So we can hear you. Okay. No, I guess it's pretty much um, while I'm in the process of, evaluating what it is I need to do and waiting on the right person. But at the same time, I still feel like there's some hope, but I think that's just, I think that's natural to feel that way. So I guess my main question would be, how do I get out of that wishy-washy phase and making a clear decision? A clear decision of wanting a relationship? Uh. No, as far as waiting on him. Oh, waiting on him. Because I'm going to call him that married, that was married, that's married. Okay, so he's married. He, I'm assuming he told you he's going to get a divorce. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm the caller that called earlier. Oh, okay. That's married, and he oh, moved okay. out. And I'm just trying to see how to come to that clear, a clear decision and at peace with the decision of leaving and not waiting. That that's gonna require you taking a very deep inward journey and really getting in tune with what you feel deep inside and and praying about it, because you know for me to there's no specific answer to that, you know, um, because for some people they might feel deep inside, hey, you know what, this is this is where I belong, this is what I'm supposed to be with, and it's just a matter of being patient and continuing to be positive, and things will turn around. While others might feel like, you know what, this is this isn't going to work, and no matter what they do, there's there's no point. And again, it's hard for me to tell you how to determine that because sometimes he may not he may not act right right now. Doesn't mean he won't turn the corner next week or two weeks from mm-hmm. now. I've seen things turn around miraculously all the time, you know. So you never know, and that's why you can't focus focus on what's going on on the surface, whether he's acting right or acting stupid. What's going on on the surface is not your should not be your focus. It needs to be all right. 
truly tapping into your spirit and saying, is this truly the man for me? You know, right. am I really with the right man and we're having a, a bad time? Or have I been with the wrong man this whole time and just trying to hold on? And now th- this has finally come to surface. Yeah, because I, I guess I've been thinking about it and praying about it. kind of feel like I wanted the family more than I wanted my marriage, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And that right there is, though I understand, and some people would probably say, well, that's a good reason, no. Because okay. if your motivation is simply family and not re-establishing uh, this bond with this man, or if there ever was a true bond, then you're going to run through problems again. Okay. You know, and I've seen plenty of people who stay together because they want to do it for the kids and for the family, and all they did was jack the kids up even more. Yeah, I, okay. You know, okay. so it's like if you can't have a truly loving relationship with this man, you're not going to do anybody any favors. Okay, great. Right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to hold on because, um, you know, maybe you'll get that book at the end. So don't okay. forget to stay with us, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Um, 3696, they're lit up, so I'm just trying to make sure I'm calling people, I mean, pulling them in in the order that they have come in. I think we're okay um, on the calls. I think I've gotten everyone, and if I have not and you still are wanting to say something, it's one person I couldn't pull in. So if you still have something you want to share with us tonight, kind of mute yourself out and push the button again uh, so that we'll know that you're ready to give some more. Otherwise, let's see, as we work, Stefan, anything just based on what has the questions that have come in and and um, the comments that have been shared, anything that you feel led to kind of get out there? Um, Just be honest with yourself. You know, whoever you are, you got to be honest with yourself. So many people are trying to mind-screw themselves into believing what they want to believe, what they hope to happen. But you've you, you got to be honest about how you feel and where this is going. And, you know, are you, whether it's, are you with the right person or, you know, are you truly happy single? Because there's some people who are single who are proclaiming with their mouths, oh, I'm good, I'm fine, nothing wrong with being single. But then they're, like, going into depression when they're in the corner by themselves. And that's happening because you're not embracing how you really feel. You have to be true to yourself in order to, Figure out how to conquer those lonely nights. You can't conquer it if you're in denial about them, you know. You can't mm-hmm. conquer that unhealthy relationship if you're in denial about that unhealthy relationship. So in order to overcome an obstacle, you have to face it, and that starts with being honest about what you're dealing with, how you're feeling, and if you are dealing with someone, being honest with them as well because communication is huge as, as far as gaining clarity and either pushing that relationship to succeed or coming to the realization that it needs to end now. Okay. What are some of the things that women can do while being single, while they're going through that phase of um, being alone? What are some of the things that they can do that can help them once Mr. Wright does come along? You know, just kind of, uh, investing in, in who they are, what are some of the things that you suggest women can do? Well, just as you said, they need to invest in who they are. They need to do things that make them happy. They need to find peace within themselves. If you're not happy with the way you look, not because 
some man told you something or society paints a different picture. No, if when you look in the mirror, you truly feel like I want, I'm, I, I need to improve this, then go improve it. This is the best time to do it. If you know you are scared of love and you're dealing with issues, this is the best time to address it. Like being single is an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to uh, move in a better direction. There's so much you can accomplish while you're single that you will struggle with if you were in a relationship. So take advantage, you know, find your purpose, do things that make you happy. Because here's the thing, especially with the whole going out trying to meet men, if you go where you're happy, one, you're more likely to draw men in because you're in a good mood and you're exuding positive energy. But worst case scenario, if you don't meet any men, well, at least you went somewhere that you enjoy. But if you go somewhere just to go meet men where you're not really comfortable, you're going to look miserable while you're there. Nobody's really going to want to talk to you. Or if they do, it's probably not going to be the guy who's best for you. And if it doesn't work out, you're going to be mad you went. So you might as well go where you're happy. You're going to get so much more out of the experience. Wow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like that one hits you. Yeah, I've been hit a lot tonight. Thank you, Stefan. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh-oh. My Services. I have different packages available, and that number is 706 
One more time on the number because Stefan speaks very fast too, as you guys can see. <laughs> so one, 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 at least one more time on the number. 706-452-3142. Okay, and if you all missed that, you can uh, go back and listen to the show, the archive show. You can fast forward to get to this kind of the end of the show and get all of that information again. He also gave it out at the very beginning of the show as well. So um, we're okay. Everybody has the same time. So we're okay for the phone calls. Um, I'm going to, Stefan, give you some numbers. And if you would select one of them, actually, actually give me a number. Um, pick a number one through Seven. Pick Seven. one of those numbers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then our caller, let's see here. All right. Well, then the winner for this, and I'm going to pull this caller back in, uh, area code 731 with the last four digits of 3696. You are our winner for tonight's book. So are you on air with us? I am on air. Okay, you I'm are here. the winner. <laughs> so what I will do with your with your permission, I will give you a call back after the show um, and get okay. the information, and we'll figure out the best way to uh, get the book to you from Stefan. So we'll be giving you a call back after the show, okay? And congratulations. Okay. All right, okay. thank you. Thank you. I think she was our very first one, too. So, oh, um, really? <laughs> but any, I think so. I, I, I think so. Not certain on that, but I think she was. Uh, I tried, tried to number them, not in any particular order, so that was a good thing. Okay, well, this has been just a a wonderful, wonderful show. Um, for those of you who, who listen and, and spent tonight with us, I hope that you've taken something from it. If, if not anything, uh, just know that there's value in you and you have to know who you are. Uh, this just kind of my thing I'm throwing out, and I'm going to give it over to Stefan. But just work on you and, and know who you are because only then you're able to know what you want and what you don't don't want in your life. So, Stefan, some last words of wisdom for our listeners, um, if you would give it out once more. Yeah, just, you know, become the blessing you want to receive. You know, you if you want someone who can love and cherish you have to be someone who's capable of loving and cherishing someone else you know and if you're holding on to past disappointments and hurts and fears you're not capable of doing that and you're going to have to heal you're going to have to forgive the people who hurt you and forgive yourself because if you don't you're going to fall into the cycle of hurt people hurt people and whether you realize it or not you're going to end up doing the same thing in some way shape or form so you know embrace that you deserve better you can receive better. There are great men and women out there who need to meet each other, but it's hard to see each other through all the negativity running around. And you want to make sure you're not contributing to that because if you let your positive energy shine through and trust, you're going to get everything you deserve and more. And, and just, um, just so that everyone's clear, whenever you do put out there um, the man in the middle Butterfly Evolution wants first to that, and, that's when, and you do the speed dating, 
when you 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 interview them and you verify that that's what they are, so that we get that we know. So I want first come first serve at that uh, with announcing right, cool. that you're getting ready to put it out there. The so, man in the middle movement. I'm going to try to start There you it. go. There you go. Start that. But, again, now, we need you to make sure that that's what they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to sign waivers that you have verified this information. <laughs> so, but it has been a great, great So I want to thank you, Stefan, and, and visit his web pages. Uh, just visit all the things that he's given out tonight and kind of read up on him. And if you need to contact him, he's given out his, informa- his information. Give that number one more time, and then we're going to end it here. Stefan, I'll connect with you about getting our listener um, the book, the best way okay. for you for us to do that. And uh, I just want to say thank you, and I invite you in on for the Butterfly Evolution Show. Anytime I really would like an opportunity to talk about your first book as well, Keep doing what you're doing because relationships, um, we just need to work on them more because that, that's where our families come from. And our families, our children need help. We all need to learn how to love a little better, love ourselves first, and, and certainly know how so that we know how to love each other as well. So I want to thank you and thank all of our listeners. And if you'll I'll do it one more time, at least give your number out so those people can get it one more time. All right. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And everybody, you can reach me at 706-452-3142. Okay. And you work everywhere. You'll work with people even if they're not in your city. Is that right? You will. Absolutely. Um, I have clients in the U.K. I got clients in Africa. I do Skype, phone, or in-face sessions. So location is not an issue. Um, if you... Okay. Want to get some assistance? I'm here for you, and we can make it happen. Okay, great, great. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, again, thank you to our listeners. I want to thank everybody. We'll be back here on the Butterfly Evolution Show Monday at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And, Stefan, thanks again, okay? All right, thank you. Have a good night. You too.
Come 